Welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast, where we talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm Christina Zimmerman, a top producing real estate agent, business owner, coach, and mom of two great boys. This podcast is for all the women out there navigating through motherhood and building big businesses. My goal is for this to inspire, motivate, and encourage you as we go from surviving to thriving in motherhood and business. Welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to our very first episode. I'm Christina Zimmerman, and I am so excited that you chose to listen today. I am a mom of two boys. I have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, and they definitely keep me on my toes. I'm also wife to a lovely husband who is in the Navy, And he has spent his whole career in the Navy. So we have moved around and we've been a great source of support for each other. And I am also a business owner. I have owned more than one business and I am currently in real estate. And I have created this podcast to fill a void that I found was there when I became a mom and business owner. And that void is support for entrepreneur business owning mothers. And I feel like there's plenty of support for moms and how to parent and plenty of support for business owners and how to run a business, but there's not a whole lot out there that really puts the two together. And I think that's something that is so important to have. And in my own experience, it was a lot of trial and error, just trying to figure out how to put the two together, how to make it work, how to successfully manage both things. And I know mom guilt and feeling like you're not doing enough or feeling like you're not succeeding 100% at both just really takes its toll on you. And there's not a lot out there to say, here's a better way to do it. Or it's okay to feel like that because this is what you can expect in the future or anything, you know, it's a lot of just figure it out and make it work and be superwoman and give a hundred percent in all areas, full-time mom, full-time job, you know, make it work. And I don't think that's the right way to do this. I think there's a better way and I want to share that with my listeners. So that's why I've created the Hold My Juice Box podcast and we'll get into more details at the end of this episode about what I envision for this podcast and we have plenty of more episodes coming your way and they are just full of useful things for moms and business owners and hopefully enough to fill what I just described and give you that connection between the two to help you better, you know, improve your business and your home life and your motherhood and just hopefully be that support for you. So again, thanks so much for listening. So I like to start my episodes with a funny story and it can be about business, kids, family, I mean, just anything. And I thought of one when I was looking at doing this episode where my son, Ryan, who's eight now, he was four and my in-laws were visiting and my father-in-law was tickling him and Ryan got away from him and he looked at me and said, hold on, I've got to put my angry face on. And he kept trying to like scrunch up his face and look really mad. And it just wasn't working because he was laughing too hard. So he came running over to me and he's like, mom, can you help me put my angry face on? I thought it was adorable, but you know, that's why God makes kids so cute because then all the craziness just, you know, you forget about it. So anyways, I wanted to give you some of my background just really quick. I recently listened to a podcast with a 
very well-known genius business coach and businessman. And he was saying there are over 2 million podcasts out there. So choose wisely who you listen to. And I didn't want this episode to be me, 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 but I do want to do what he described and that's give you the background so you can weigh it against the information that I'm going to present in my podcast and know where this information is coming from, that I've been where you've been. I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. I've been through these things that we're going to discuss in this podcast, and I'll use my personal experiences. I'm not an expert in any of this, but I do bring in many experts and many women who are inspiring and who are doing an amazing job and even women who are struggling. But sometimes when you hear those stories, it helps you know that, hey, it's okay. It's just a season and here's what's on the other side. So my background is I went to college to be a historian. My dream was to work for the National Geographic and Life changed. I married my husband, who I said was in the Navy, and we moved around. So I became a park ranger, loved that job. To this day, that's probably my favorite job that I've ever had between working with kids and families to emergency calls. It was just always something different, very entertaining, never a dull moment. After becoming a park ranger, we moved to Florida, and I could not find a job in that profession. So I became an archaeologist, also a very exciting, interesting job. And that story could go on and on. But I ended up having my first son, Ryan, who I've already mentioned, and it just didn't work with pay and schedule and being a mom. So I became a stay-at-home mom. And while I was doing that, I found that I am not a very good stay-at-home mom. I need something along with that. And we definitely cover that a lot more in other episodes. But I found that something else when I opened up my own cupcake business and bakery, and it was called Sticky Fingers Cupcakes. We would do about 300 cupcakes a week on top of cakes and special orders and weddings. It was great, but I had no business background, which you can see from the background I just gave you. So I didn't know how to scale it. I didn't know how to manage it like a business. And I didn't structure my time well enough to be able to learn those things. So it did really well, but it was a lot of just long hours and not figuring out how to run it successfully. So I kind of put that off to the side and my husband gave me the idea to get into real estate. To me, that sounded like the worst idea in the world. I thought realtors were like used car salesmen. I thought it sounded awful. And I'm not a salesperson. I'm actually very shy. So I, I just looked at him and blinked and said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And at the time he was working with a Marine who was doing real estate part-time while he was full-time in the Marines. And he said, I just want you to go meet with him and just hear about what your options are for real estate. So I went kicking and screaming and I met with him and he kind of he told me what it was like and that you could, you know, do well financially and it sounded okay, but I still just had no desire to get into it. But I bought the course and I thought, I'll just take it. I've got a whole year to take it before it expires. I'll get to it when I get to it. So then it was about to expire because I hadn't touched it. And I thought, well, I better at least finish this so I don't waste my money. So I finished the course and then I started to tell a few people. And I told one of the people who was probably my closest person besides my husband. And I said, hey, I got my real estate license and I think I'm going to try this out and just see how it goes. And I really put a lot of value in her opinions of 
what I would run by her. And instantly she said, oh my gosh, that's the worst idea ever. You would be the worst salesperson ever. And something to know about me, if you tell me I can't do it, I'll go do it just to prove you wrong. So of course I was like, okay, well now I have to do this. So I start, I jumped right in and first year I was in the top 10 in the company. uh, Well, not the company, sorry, the brokerage that I was at. In addition to that, I ended up falling in love with real estate. And so my business plan was to just see how I did. I had no idea how to write a business plan. And I also didn't think about it like running a business, which were my first two problems. Luckily, I was good at making connections. My husband had a lot of connections. So getting the clients wasn't the issue. It And, you know, giving them amazing service wasn't the issue. But I was missing that support structure underneath my business. And I was missing that aspect of running it like a business, which I ended up noticing after a couple of years in the business where I was starting to see that I was just maxing out at a certain number of sales. And I couldn't figure out why. I would push and push and push. And, you know, I was doing really well, but I just could not break past this certain number. So then I finally took a step back and I realized I needed to run it like a business. So I started digging into resources and I found there were no resources for moms who are also business owners. And like I said earlier, there were plenty for how to run a business and there were plenty for how to be a mom and how to parent, but there was nothing that put the two together. So I ended up busting my butt in the business and working round the clock. And I also had my son at home still. So I would basically be writing offers while he was in the bathtub. I'd have the computer set up on the counter next to the bathtub and I would do that and I'd wash him. And I just noticed that there literally was not enough of me to go around and do both things 100%. So I started looking at how I could run a business successfully and also be a successful mom since that was the most important thing to me. And we will get into that so much deeper in all of the episodes coming. But I think just to touch briefly on some of these things, the biggest thing that I found with being a mom business owner was the importance of having structure. And by structure, I mean leverage and systems. Leverage being delegating out the things that you really don't have to do. And for me, that was really hard to do for a few reasons. So I had worked so hard to create this business and I had this level of work ethic and this standard of client care and just these expectations for how the business would run. So leveraging things out and delegating would be really hard. And it's not that I wanted to micromanage. I just didn't want to have a lower level of service with whoever I brought on and then have it affect the business when I'm promising a certain level of attention to my clients. So there was definitely a learning experience with all of that in how to hire and how to train. And again, we'll get into that more in other episodes, but there's an effective way to do that. And then there's a, I'm just going to wing it because I need help and I don't have time. And I also don't want to spend a lot of money because I'm still building my business and I don't know how much I can afford. There's so many pieces that go into all of that and we'll really dive into it later. But finding the right people and training them the right way 
is worth every penny that you put into it because you'll get that much more out of it. And I've seen that personally. It is worth it. So as hard as it is to let go, take the time to interview correctly and we'll teach you how to do that and to really invest the training, even if it means slowing some other things down so you can do that because it will be worth it in the end. The other thing I learned was systems. So you can bring on a lot of people, you can hire a lot of people, you can pay a lot of people, but you're never really gonna have that foundation to run the business if you don't have systems in place. That was one of the frustrating things that I found when I was trying to look up all those resources on being a business owner and a mom was everybody preached systems, but no one would tell you what those systems were or how they were supposed to work. They just said, you need to have systems, 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 systems. And it took a long time, but I finally realized here are the systems that you need to have in place, whatever business you have, and here's what they should be doing. Here's how they should work. So we will again have an episode on that where we really dive into that. So hopefully that'll be helpful for you to show you kind of what you should be looking for, how it can help your business. And if you do get into different systems and you realize they aren't doing those things 100%, you need to shift. You need to find something better. So we will definitely get into that. But those are definitely the two key things that I learned to be a successful mom and a successful business owner is to have those things in place. You cannot do it all, but there are people who can help you and who can do those things for you. You know, and I've heard a lot of very successful mother business owners talk about the most important leverage that they ever put into their business had nothing to do with the business. It had everything to do with at home. And it's not necessarily your kids. You know, I know we all have that mom guilt of, well, do I take them to daycare? Do I hire a nanny? What do I do? Maybe it's someone to do the laundry. Maybe it's somebody to clean your kitchen. Maybe it's someone to come into your house and do your meal prep for you every Sunday. So you're set for the week and you don't have to worry about it and they'll get your groceries. Or look at those stress points in your life. What is causing the most conflict in your home, whether it's just with yourself or with a spouse? And maybe put together a plan of how you can relieve that stress and that conflict. So for me, A big one is laundry. I don't have time to do the laundry, so I'll end up throwing in a load and then it sits on the couch until everyone's worn everything on the couch and then we do it all over again. So for me, having someone come in and do the laundry and fold it and put away is huge and would take so much stress off so no one's trying to find their clothes in the morning, you know, things like that. So I think that has worked well for me is take a minute, look at what's causing the stress and then put together a plan. And maybe you can't afford to hire someone to do that right now. So put together a little chore chart where, you know, if you have an eight-year-old, they can help load and unload the washer and the dryer. Your husband can help fold and put away laundry. I kind of laugh at that because, you know, let's be realistic. Are they really going to help with that? But, you know, putting together a plan and being a team, I mean, you're all living in the household. It's everyone's laundry. And even the two-year-old can pitch in, put all of his socks in a pile and have him put them in the drawer. I mean, they're already going to be kind of messy. So who cares how they end up in the drawer as long as they're in the right one. And then when when you're done with that, put together a plan for, okay, when I get to this level in my business, I'm going to hire someone to take care of this thing. And here's how much I'm willing to pay for it. And that way, when you have that goal, you know 
when you get to that point, I've made it. It's time for me to hire that person. And it's almost a reward for achieving that level in your business. And it's a little bit motivating, at least for me. So after learning all those things, now looking back on my current business, obviously I have the real estate business going, which has now expanded to two different states on opposite ends of the country. Both are running incredibly well in both states. Um, I've got my family who I absolutely love and we really are living the life that we want. We love to go camping and do outdoorsy things, to travel, visit family, and to just really enjoy life. I mean, that's the reason that we work in the first place. And then loving what we do is like a bonus. So it is possible. It really is. And I don't say that it's possible to find the perfect balance. I don't think that exists. But I do think there is a healthy way mentally and physically to run a business and have a family and be successful at both. And hopefully this podcast will bring you that support, encouragement, motivation, inspiration from hearing from other moms who are killing it in business and killing it at at being a mom and just being so successful. And they're so willing to share everything that they've learned. So hopefully they'll save you a lot of the trial and error, or at least be encouraging that, hey, I know it's hard right now, but you're on the right track. Stick with it. You're going to get there. And I don't think there will ever be that perfect, like, Yes, everything is perfect. There's always going to be change and adjustment and growth and that's normal. And so coming to terms with that and understanding how to make it successful at the same time in both aspects of your life is where I think that sweet spot is. So like I said, we'll be interviewing other business owning moms across the country and we'll be doing book reviews. We'll be doing episodes on systems, ways to improve your business, how to help with the stuff at home, different things that other moms have found that work well for them so they can be more successful in business and still give their families quality time. But honestly, we're in this together and I really just want this podcast to be something that you can turn to for support and encouragement. And I hope you love it. So thank you again for listening and watch for more episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to click the subscribe button to make sure you're the first to know when new episodes are posted. You can also connect with me on Instagram at czim underscore realtor or visit my website at www.christinazimmerman.com.